Do y'all remember last year, 2019, when Daniel Caesar told us to cancel him? And we did. And for those of you who may not remember that situation, essentially Daniel Caesar was drunk on live one night defending Yes Jules, who I think was in trouble for blackfishing at the time. But nevertheless, she's a white woman. And Daniel Caesar was on live Daniel Caesaring (laughs) and defending her. And in his defense, he said, cancel me. I don't care what you, I don't care how y'all feel about what I'm saying. Cancel me if you have to. And we surely did cancel him. It went from Daniel Caesar is this sweet, romantic, blah, 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 to Daniel Caesar, who? In a matter of seconds. And if you learn nothing else from Daniel Caesar's misfortune, remember these three things. One, when you do clownery, the clown is always going to come back to bite that ass, period, or whatever Monique said. Two, time is a social construct. (laughs) Because that happened last year, and that feels like forever ago. And three, cancel culture really isn't canceling anything the way that it did for Daniel Caesar. And if it was, why have we yet to get six X nine nines rainbow haired ass up out of here? I digress. But recent news has got me thinking about cancel culture. The situation with Lana Del Rey saying the girls aren't delicate and Doja Cat. (laughs) Doja Cat is laying in the bed, letting racists call her their loose lady of the night. And the girls are ready to cancel everybody. And apparently Jimmy Fallon is getting canceled too. I don't know what's going on. But all of these things happening have got me thinking about cancel culture. Does it work? Will these people's transgressions lead in their ultimate cancellation out of mainstream culture? Or will they not? Is that is that what cancel culture ultimately leads to? I don't know. All the answers and more. Probably not the answers, but all the thoughts and more are in this week's episode of Stream of Social Consciousness. Welcome back to another episode. Y'all thought I wasn't going to say it, but welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, Stream of Social Consciousness, with your host, Olivia Brown. And let's jump right into this cancel culture episode because woo, chile. Splash! You have now entered the stream. Let's jump right on into it. So I think what's natural is to describe what cancel culture is. I'm sure everybody knows what cancel culture is. I'm sure we know what it means to cancel someone. But, you know, got to bring everybody up to speed. We're all about education equity. We're about equity on this show, period. But anywho, cancel culture, according to the Googles, refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support or canceling public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectable or offensive. So it also goes on to say that cancel culture is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming. Performed. Interesting word choice, because I think that for a lot of what cancel culture is, is is a performance. I think a lot of cancel culture is a performance. Um, And I may have mentioned this on this show before, but I have my degree in psychology. So I know a little something about human behavior. So it's also interesting to me, just upon first 
breed, I guess, of this definition that they mentioned group shaming because it works. <laughs> it works for better or for worse. And I feel like this is where I struggle with uh, cancel culture sometimes because when you think about group shaming, um, you think about group think, all of those things kind of work in a, a positive not necessarily positive in the sense that, oh, it's a pleasant thing, but these things work in a way that has positive effects, meaning that more of whatever is um, more of whatever we're trying to do is going to be the outcome. So, for example, if I'm in a group of niggas and not a group of niggas, but because <laughs> if I'm in a group of niggas, clearly Rona is over and I'm outside, but <laughs> But if I'm in a group of people and everyone, there's five of us, four people decide to get ice cream, I'm the last person who needs to make a decision. Psychology says that I should be more inclined to want to get ice cream. And as a group, we should be more inclined to continue to get ice cream as we have established that this is a thing that we do together. So when it goes back to cancel culture, in theory, it should work because when you ultimately group people together, they're going to think similarly. And when people think similarly, their actions yield results. Pause. Period. Y'all are smart. Y'all know this. So the reason I say in theory and should and in that cancel culture is performative um, ultimately just goes back to the fact that it doesn't work. <laughs> I just think of so many times where uh, XYZ cancel party is trending on Twitter or someone is getting canceled, but then they are getting praised literally the next week, you know? So someone asked me actually, do I think it works? And my thoughts, specifically what I told them was that I think cancel culture works for who it wants to work for. And I think when it comes to who it wants to work for, that is reflected in the same way or reflective of us as a society and what we deem important our own societal like hierarchy what i mean by that is that black women are always going to be at the bottom of that meaning that black women are always going to be more susceptible to this idea of being canceled um and that there is more leniency for people with more privilege and societal desirability um when it comes to cancel culture so seeing this in action my first thought is actually about lana del rey now, Lana Del Rey, unprovoked, <laughs> by the way, unprovoked as fuck, got on the internet and just decided to talk about nothing but the most ridiculous nothing for a couple paragraphs in an Instagram post, basically talking about how she feels overwhelmed, that she can't get a number one because all the other girls who conveniently she mentioned were majority Black women and women of color are just... They talk about sex and drugs and, and they get so much leniency and they get number ones. And she doesn't because she, her critique is what, what she said. Her critique is that she, um, she often gets critiqued on glorifying abuse and, and, and glorifying toxic relationships. And as someone who has listened to Lana Del Rey music and as someone who I think I've enjoyed it. I don't listen to it as frequently. It's not really my vibe anymore. But I 
I believe I enjoyed her music, and I believe if something came on that summertime, summertime, Saturday, hey, if something came on, I feel like it's a little, it's a little jig, it's a little vibe. But literally, when she wrote this, and of course, I'm going to read it. Um, but reading this, I was like, "What the fuck are you even talking about?" Because out of white women, period, <laughs> out of the slew of white women that are popular and famous, I feel like Lana Del Rey for lots of people is one of the most kind of like non-problematic with the exception of like her lyrics. Um, she don't really do anything and her albums have gone like number one. So I was literally reading this. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you digging this hole? What do you gain from this right now? And I feel like cancel culture kind of works in a couple of ways. And uh, primarily it's where the celebrity has done something to warrant them like being called out and being canceled or the girls have went and found something and put it on blast. And now they're getting canceled for whatever it is that was hidden in the dark. And I feel like the situation with Lana is she's literally doing something. But as I'm reading it as someone who is kind of like, I'm not a fan. I think I'm fan adjacent, <laughs> but as someone who has like, Oh, just general positive regard for her. I'm just like, what the fuck is this for? Why, why build this hole for yourself? Um, why, why do a thing that's gonna get you canceled in the long run? I'm like, where is the publicist? What the fuck is going on? So I'm actually gonna read it, um, and you all can digest it, and then we will talk about it further. But I'm gonna read her little post from Instagram, and you tell me if it's as much of a mess as I hear in my head, but it absolutely is. So you don't have to tell me. <laughs> so Lana says, question for the culture. Now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camila, Cardi B, Kalani, and Nicki Minaj and Beyonce have had number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking, cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing about being embodied feeling beautiful by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect or dancing for money or whatever I want without being crucified or saying that I'm glamorizing abuse. I'm fed up with female writers and alt singers saying that I glamorize abuse when in reality, I'm just a glamorous person singing about the realities of what we are all now seeing are very prevalent, emotionally abusive relationships all over the world. What all of the topics women are finally allowed to explore I just want to say over the last 10 years, I think it's pathetic that my minor lyrical exploration detailing my sometimes submissive or passive roles in my relationships has often made people say I've set women back hundreds of years. Let this be clear. I'm not a feminist, but there has to be a place in feminism for women who look and act like me. The kind of woman who says no, but men hear yes. The kind of women who are slated mercilessly for being their authentic, delicate selves. The kind of women who get their own stories and voices taken away from them by stronger women or by men who hate women. I've been honest and optimistic about that. This is long. <laughs> She's saying so little, but talking so much. Anyway, last paragraph. I've been honest and optimistic about the challenging relationships I've had. Newsflash, that's just how it is for many women. And that was sadly my experience up until the point that those records were made. So I just want to say it's been a long 10 years of bullshit reviews up until recently, and I learned a lot from them. But I also feel it really paved the way for other women to stop not... <laughs> wait, I... <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, timeout. Pause. 
flag of the play. Hold on. Because I'm just really reading this. I feel like whenever celebrities post long texts, I'm like, girl, fuck you. I don't care what you're talking about. But I'm really just getting into this in its specificities while as I'm reading it. And no, this woman did not say she paved the way. Um, the sentence isn't over, but I'm laughing because paved the way for what? <laughs> All the women that you mentioned, like Nicki Minaj, you a lot of Del Rey paved the way for Nicki Minaj. Like Nicki Minaj saying, you ain't fuck me, you fuck the old body. You ain't fuck Nicki, you fuck the cold body. What she meant to say was you ain't fuck Nicki, you fuck Lada body. Like what? What <laughs> what is she talking about? But anywho, <laughs> that made me laugh. That 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 hit a, a funny bone in me clearly. But I'm gonna finish. So she says, starting off from that last sentence. I feel it really paved the way for other women to stop putting on a happy face and to just be able to say whatever the hell they wanted to in their music. Unlike my experience where if I even expressed a note of sadness in my first two records, I was deemed literally hysterical as though it was literally the 1920s. Anyways, none of this has nothing to do about, wait, what is she talking about? At least make celebrities, if you're listening. When you do your apologies or you do your text post about whatever, at least make the sentences make sense, please. Thank you. Anywho, she said, anyways, none of this has anything to do about much, but I'll be detailing some of my feelings in the next two books of poetry with Simon and Schuster. Yes, I'm still making personal reparations with the proceeds of the books to my choice of Native American foundations, which I'm very happy about. And I'm sure there will be tinges of what I've been pondering in my new album that come out that comes out in September 5th. Thank you for reading. Happy quarantining. See, now let's go back. That was a bunch of bullshit. And I feel that way. I honestly, it's disappointing seeing that people I know have liked this because I really do feel like this is ridiculous. But one, let me say my thoughts about this, this text. I guess <laughs> it's dumb because literally like as if Beyonce, someone tweeted this as if Beyonce didn't literally didn't get backlash upon backlash upon backlash for formation alone, let alone the, the performance of for formation at the Super Bowl. Like as if the women that you're talking about literally don't get death threats. Like that's a thing. These celebrities get death threats. Like people go to got on the internet and say Kalani looks musty. <laughs> Like the, they get backlash. So I literally don't know what she's talking about. And it's frustrating to read. And I guess the, I'm feeling the, the bubbling over of what led people to want to say their piece on Twitter and say their piece in general and, and start the cancellation trade is that it's like, are you deaf? Are you dumb? Are you dumb? Are you dumb, Lana Del Rey? Are you dumb? Because this is dumb. This is tone deaf. This disregards the fact that these primarily Black women, with the exception of, I guess, Ariana, well, listen, let Ariana tell it. <laughs> let Ariana's makeup uh, makeup people them tell it, where they put on this this light-skinned girl, Fenty 370 shade, but for all its and purposes, <laughs> with the exception of Ariana and Camila, I believe, and Cardi, if you want to be, if you want to feel a way, but majority of these women are black women. Majority of these women are women of color. And it's frustrating that this is the, the, the take you wanted to take. I feel that she could have reflected on her experience 
without having to one name drop these people and two make it seem like it's just such a a cultural thing when in fact your lyrics do that like her lyrics are very much yeah this nigga treated me like shit but I loved him fuck he makes me feel like flowers like that's what her music is and it's cute like I said it's a little vibe but like you didn't have to do this so she proceeds of course it never uh it never stops with just the thing that they did right when it's when it comes to canceling they she she's done this thing she made this post and what then happens is that she starts commenting back to people <laughs> jesus she starts doing these comments back and the comments are kind of backpedaling kind of to make the situation seem okay because people started eating her up saying what are you, what the hell are you talking about why are you talking about these black women why are you talking about these women of color why are you being blind to the fact that they not only experience what you're talking about for the same thing the same reason that you experience what you're talking about, but they experience it harder and deeper because they're black and because they're women of color. I don't know why she's acting that way. And people called her out on that. So she went to the comments and started to backpedal. And here are some of the comments that she said. So one of the comments says, bro, this is sad to make it about a women of color issue. When I'm talking about my favorite singers, I literally could have said anyone, but I pick my favorite fucking people. And this is the problem with society today. Not everything is about whatever you want it to be. It's exactly the point of my post. There are certain women that culture doesn't want to have a voice. It may not have to do with race. I don't know what it has to do with. I don't care anymore, but don't ever, 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 bro, call me racist because that is bullshit. So let's stop right there. The fact that she's able to backpedal in this way and say, oh, this, I don't know why everyone's making it a race issue. I don't know why people are calling me racist. This is a thing that white women can do and white women do do. And this is a thing that ultimately is protection from them, but ultimately keeps them from getting canceled just in general. Remember at the beginning when I was saying that cancel culture mimics the people that we value in society. and white women are one of the people or the one of the types of people that we value in our society. And because of that, they have learned how to basically check the system and, and not be in any trouble for anything, even when it's warranted. Even for example, all of these Karens coming out of the woodworks and all of these Karens who call the police, um, thinking about the lady right now, actually, who, called the police on a black man in Central Park because he asked her to put her dog on a leash. And she went on the phone and started to switch her voice and say, there's an African-American man and he's threatening my life. That type of, oh, I don't know. Energy is something that only white women can really succeed with. And she's using it to her advantage here. And it's frustrating because one, it goes back to her being tone deaf, but two, I feel like this is material to um, warrant her cancellation or fuel her cancellation. But ultimately, do I think that Lana Del Rey is going to be canceled over this? Like canceled, canceled? No, not really, to be fair, because once again, she's a white woman. She's a white woman who basically is kind of like a an alternative white woman. She is she's not the girl next door white woman. So people are going to rally behind her for the princess that she is some type of underdog when it comes to white womanhood. 
But I think in the grand scheme of things, this is not going to, this is not going to stop Lana's bag. Lana's going to release both books and the album on September 6th. And she's going to eat very well. And that's just what that's going to be. I feel like this is going to be something that is that has gotten its little noise for right now. And it's going to blow over. And it's frustrating with these celebrities also, just kind of going back, is that that's what they do. <laughs> they go back. They say what they have to do. They say what they have to say with their chest, with all this energy. And then when they're called out on it, it's like, I'm taking it away or I'm going to try to fix the problem. And a lot of the comments separate from the one that I read, uh, she said things like, oh, I'm just trying to advocate for women who aren't as delicate as me or women who aren't as strong as I am. And I'm like, oh, I get it. So you think the big, strong black women who aren't delicate can do anything that they want? Like it, it just, none of it came off well. And I'm just like, had you, this is my thing with celebrities, period. Why don't y'all just own up, celebrity girls? Why don't y'all just own up to what you've done? Say I made a mistake. Set your action plan for how you're going to change it. Move on with your life. They drag, you drag out your cancellation and you drag out the moment. Because someone said something on uh, Twitter. Someone said something in life in general. And they said that Twitter, every day on Twitter, there is a person. Someone has their day on Twitter every single day. Um, and Lana Del Rey had her day on Twitter. And I'm just like, when you when you continuously give fire to the issue, you continue to have a longer day and you extend your day on Twitter where you're red and people turn you into a meme and all of this into days on Twitter and weeks on Twitter. It's like, why? When you could just say, oh shit, my bad. Like, I get that. I'm checking my privilege, moving on with my life. I don't understand. But I think that that is also reflective of our culture just in general that news we get news, we get media, we get information so quickly. And we, as people, process it all together when we have our social medias, but we process it process it in our individual ways. And celebrities in in it turn in turn in terms of their humanness also process this information. They process what they've put out, they process people's reactions to it. I think the fact that because media and because society has encourage media and all of this to be so fast and people's reactions are so fast everyone involved reactions are so fast and so direct that one either your um when it comes to cancel culture one either your situation is going to blow over completely and you're never actually going to pay pay up for your transgression you're never actually going to have to answer to anybody about your situation or about whatever it is that you've done, or you're going to do it right there in that moment. So I'm thinking about like Lana's comments or whatever that, girl, we're eating you up in the moment and you have like five seconds before it all goes to hell. And in those five seconds, you used it to make a bigger problem. Why? (laughs) I just don't get it. You You didn't say I'm sorry. None of it was ever an apology. And I do believe that Lana Del Rey actually posted like another something something where it's like oh I'm sorry I didn't want to make this racist Um, but like you didn't use your instant oh shit moment to make it right why that doesn't make any sense to me and I think just thinking about cancel culture and whether or not it will work and why I don't feel like it's gonna work well why I feel like Lana's gonna be good is that at this point that happened today is Wednesday that happened on 
Friday or Saturday, and it's Wednesday and when we've moved on. Granted, there are bigger things to focus on. There are other things to focus on. But in general, that is something. New cycles come and they go, and she's not in this cycle anymore. So it's disappointing that she is probably never going to have to think about this again. Wherein someone like Doja Cat, our loose lady of the night, for her situation, this is probably going to besmirch her career and be associated with it be associated with her forever. And I'm thinking about um, cancel culture just as a as a whole. I always think like, how long is someone canceled? Are you can when you get canceled? Are you just canceled? Period or all right, four to six months pass. I'm going to listen to your music. I may give you a stream here and there. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. And I feel like it's variable for the people depending on the circumstance. But I feel like in general, you're canceled for however long that that new cycle has lasted where you're going to be canceled in unless that you're one of those people who are not the social desirable folks. And it's annoying the way that white people and white celebrities, white influencers use this, especially the beauty girls, the especially the white beauty YouTubers and influencers. They literally will do some shit, some crazy shit at that, and then sit on their floor in a hoodie with no makeup on so they seem relatable and cry and they chilling. Ask James Charles about this. He knows how to play the system. Literally on his little show, there's a show called Instant Influencer where there are a bunch of beauty influencers who are trying to be like the baddest bitch of influencers. And on this show, James Charles, who is a famous influencer who has been in lots of drama, who's made lots of apology videos, he has them do a challenge where they make an apology video. So you see that this shit is intentional. (laughs) You see that they keep this shit in mind and yet they still do things. And I always think about that history. I always think about that pattern when it comes down to me personally. Fuck what everybody else got going on. For me personally, I think about your track record when I'm thinking about whether I'm going to cancel you. Like, is this just a one-time offense? Are you a repeat offender? And oftentimes they are. What does that mean? And I think for people, white people, white people with uh, celebrity status, I think that they are able to play this thing that we know to be a social phenomenon where our news happens so quickly and our reactions happen so quickly and we're so emotionally attached to the people, the content, the everything that we consume and the everything that we consume needs to be so closely aligned with our values that they know how to work this system. And it's annoying because they are never really held accountable for it in the end. And it's frustrating just in general, annoying, frustrating in general because that w- that's what the whole fucking point of cancel culture is for, for you to be held accountable for some shit that you did. Because if you're going to have a platform, if you're going to be this person, I think that the society that we've created and the virtual space that we've created does give us the opportunity to be the judge and the jury when it comes to these celebrities who try to get one over on us, like we've never been able to do before. And... The whole point, like I said, is for cancel culture to provide that accountability. But when you shucking and jiving and you shaking and, j- and shaking and baking through the system, you never really get that. And that's why I'm like, does this shit even really work? And though Daniel Caesar at the beginning of this episode is one example, 
I also am thinking about more recently, like I said, Doja Cat, our loose lady of the night. Though I don't feel like cancel culture will work on Lana and I don't feel like Lana will be canceled. I feel similarly about Doja that she won't necessarily be canceled, but I do feel like her consequences for all that's going on right now will be a lot more severe. So let me break it down about what's going on. So basically Miss Cat was caught. She's the opposite. Um, she's the other type of person that's about to be canceled where they get caught doing something. Someone sounds the alarm on them. And basically, before I say anything, though, that's weird to me. Someone tweeted today, actually, and I that really hit me. Why do y'all go looking for shit anyway? Like, are you the damn like FBI? Are y'all this? Are you the CSI? Are you the ABC? One, two, three. Like, who are y'all? Who do y'all think y'all are? Why does it matter? But I guess it's good information to know long term. But like, why? It's weird. But anywho, someone went and found out that Doja Cat hangs out in chat rooms, video chat rooms with racist Nazi incels. So I didn't know what an incel was. I'm not a Reddit person. I'm never really on Reddit or any of the other like whatevers. So apparently incels are a subculture of internet folks and it stands for involuntary celibate these are basically the troll niggas these are the niggas who get on the internet and live eat and breathe to say whatever the fuck they want to say be say racist rhetoric say nazi aligning rhetoric treat women like shit uh objectify women those girls, well, not girls, those folks. Well, they are girls. Th- those people, <laughs> those people are the incels that Doja Cat hangs out online with. And I mean, at, upon first glance, like, okay, that's weird, but like, I'm mad at her for hanging out with her little friends. So then it comes to find out video and audio is recorded from these chat rooms. And it comes to find out that they are being like mad races in front of Doja Cat, that she participates in race play for them. Basically, like they say overtly sexual things about like her race. I remember watching a video and they were saying like, oh, bring me that black pussy. I'm like, oh, turn it off. (laughs) I hate it. I hate the sound of it. I hate it here. Turn it off. Um, and she participates back with them. And there's another video of her, like someone, why I keep saying that Doja loose lady of the night, Doja cat, uh, they refer to her. One of the videos, the man refers to her as Doja, his loose lady of the night. And she goes, mm, yes, daddy. So, <laughs> so all of this is going on. Doja is hanging out in these chat rooms. She's participating in race play. And in the midst of all of this, it comes to find out that she has a song that has like a racist title um, called Didn't Do Nothing. And I didn't even know that that was a slur, but apparently that is what the sub communities use in describing um, police brutality. They say that Black people, Black men always say that they didn't do anything and that's the slur. I'm like, damn, Doja. People were saying that Doja got the the slurs before they even are able to release them. Damn. So Doja is very closely aligned with these races, which is very interesting. And people were like, girl, what the hell is going on? One, 
you're hanging out with races, which is concerning enough, one, but two, like, you're a Black woman. Why? This is what it always boils down to me for these celebrities. Why? Y'all need a damn job. Y'all need a job. I know being a celebrity, being a singer, rapper, whatever is your job, but y'all need another job because y'all need something to fuck to do. Uh, Like, why? Why? I don't get it. So with Doja, and to be fair, before I finish, I was just like, right just on the cusp of standing Doja Cat because I do think that she's lyrical. I think she's artistic. I think she's cute, all the things. And I was just on the edge. I'm like, you know what? I can't, because I already told y'all, I like Drake. And I like like I like Nicki Minaj. I like, well, Beyonce isn't really problematic, but I have problematic, problematic faves, okay? I don't have any more space for anybody else to come in my life. And I'm now I look stupid every time that you do something. People are like, damn, that's your king. That's your queen. I was like, you know what? Let me chill. Let me wait. Let me wait it out. Let me put her on probation. And all this happened in the probation period. I'm like, see, something been off with you about, something's been off for you with me. And low key, I I would say with Doja Cat is that she is someone that I never really like. She is one of those uh, multiracial people that I never really um, have heard speak I don't, I don't ever hear her speak about like black issues. I don't ever hear her speak about pro-black things. Um, and granted, I, like I said, I was on the cusp of being a fan. I don't know all of her backstory or whatever, but yeah, she was never someone that I ever heard speak about pro-blackness and be pro-black out loud. And this is what I said, and I think in my very first episode or something I was getting at my very first episode of this show, where I was talking about respectability politics And I said something to the effect of skin folk and kin folk. And if I didn't say it, I meant to say it and I mean it. And not saying that Doja isn't necessarily kin folk, but I don't understand why people are like, oh, I'm so surprised at Doja Cat. Why? Why are you surprised that this is how I'm not surprised? I'm like this weirdo ass bitch. She's doing something weirdo, something strange out there in the world. And two, I'm like, I'm not surprised. Because she's not someone who speaks often on Black issues. She's not someone who their brand is associated with Blackness. Her brand isn't associated with Black culture or wasn't up until recently. So I'm just like, why? I understand why. But also, she has never given us any um, anything to assume that this is something that's completely not aligned with her behavior. (laughs) She has never given us that. So one, I'm just going to like, why are we as fans so worked up? But I understand trust. But with Doja Cat in general and whether and cancel culture in general, I do feel like I was saying that Doja Cat is going to, this is going to hurt her for a lot longer than it will hurt Lana Del Rey. And it is because of this blackness that she is not necessarily related to and is not necessarily a vocal participant in. But before I get too far, let me finish telling y'all the tea, the mess. So all of this happens. The alarms are sounded. I'm like, oh shit, here go Doja Cat. Doja Cat is getting up out of here. So in the way that uh, Lana Del Rey kind of did that backpedaling thing, 
uh, Doja Cat, now didn't necessarily backpedal, but in cancel culturology, what happens is that they do the thing, they get caught doing the thing, they apologize. So in Doja Cat's situation, she ends up apologizing in the same way that Lana Del Rey does. She posts her little thing and her, um, her text post on Instagram says, I want to address what's been happening on Twitter. I use, I've used public chat rooms to socialize since I was a child. I shouldn't have been on some of those chat room sites, but I personally have never been involved in any racist conversations. I'm sorry to everyone that I offended. I'm a black woman. Half of my family is black from South Africa, and I'm very proud of where I'm from, where I come from. As for the old song that's resurfaced, it was in no way tied to anything outside of my own personal experience. It was written in response to people who often use that term to hurt me. I made an attempt to flip its meaning, but recognized that it was a bad decision to use the term in my music. I understand my influence and impact, and I'm taking this all very seriously. I love you all, and I'm sorry for upsetting or hurting any of you. That's not my character, and I'm determined to show that to everyone moving forward. Thank you. Comments are off, of course, because they wouldn't want anyone commenting on this. Personally, I think that this is a much better apology than a lot of other people's apologies that I've seen. But then she goes on live. And this is what I'm saying about like people, the white influencers and the white folks in general have gotten this grasp on how to work the system because literally... If you don't do anything or if you say your apology, it'll blow over. Sure, there are always going to be those people who remember, but the new cycle is going to end. Something else is going to start. So for her, she literally could have left this apology, which was, you know, solid, pretty solid-ish apology and moved on and let that be that. But then she gets on live, backpedaling, gets on live, and the live was ridiculous. I didn't watch it because I'm not about to sit here and watch the shit. I, I have better things to do with my time. But I got the gist of it, and it was a bunch of nothing. It was a bunch of, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'd do that. That was dumb. I'm sorry. And she turned the comments off on live, too, and I was just like, it's, you're going to be fine, Miss Cat. I, I think so. And I think that, she shouldn't have gotten on the live, to be fair. But you know, people are gonna do whatever they're gonna, whatever they want to do. But I think when it comes to the ultimate decision of whether or not Doja Cat is going to be canceled, someone made a point that because of mainstream radio, that is separate from streaming, that is separate from our networks that we know of the people that we follow or whatever else, wherever else that we're receiving news, because of the radio, because of streams, because of young people who may not be on social media, because of old people who may not be on social media, these people are always going to eat, period. Which is why 6ix9ine is still, like, his music is still in rotation because it's still in rotation. Like, people are still hearing about him without also hearing about his controversy. And it's still going to be in rotation. It's all still going to be fine. Like it's not going to be a thing of we're never going to hear a Doja Cat song or a Lana Del Rey song ever again. So where does that leave us as consumers, as regular, regular old folks when cancel culture is supposed to be our modern day society's way of holding the people that we've given celebrity to accountable. And it oftentimes fails us and will continue to fail us. What does that mean for us? Do Does that mean that we have no power? Does that mean that we have no way of checks and balancing or checking and balancing 
what's going on with these people who we have given so much success and money to? Is that what that means for us? And I think some another question I'm always thinking about in terms of cancel culture and does it work and how do we make it work and all of that in, is canceled for who? You know, does that mean canceled period, canceled in mainstream cultures, canceled for black people, canceled for the gays, TM, canceled for who, you know? And I think that ultimately that is kind of what influences that larger overarching mainstream cancellation is who initially cancels the person? Because in the same way that there are certain people who are going to be protected. There are certain people whose voices are not going to be valued, which ultimately contributes to their uh, whoever it is that they're trying to cancel not really being canceled. And you can kind of see this in play with uh, Jeffrey Star, if you're familiar. He is a beauty YouTuber who is very violently racist, has called Black women rats and, and roaches and ghetto and all types of miserable, terrible things that he said. He's done blackface. Terrible, terrible, terrible person, right? And Black women always sound the alarm on him. And yet he is one of the most popular beauty YouTubers out to this day. To this day, <laughs> in 2020, the year of our Lord, to this day, he is still popular. So in thinking about the ways that Black women are disenfranchised, when we collectively use our voices to try to, quote unquote, cancel somebody, you see how far it goes, as opposed to when all the white folks were trying to cancel Beyonce for performing formation at the Super Bowl, that made headlines. CNN, I'm sure, I, and of course the contexts are different, right? It's Beyonce's the Super Bowl, but you can see these types of things happening just in general. You can see them happening. And I think that Black people, we have a power, we have both a buying power, a social power, we have power period in that when we come together and we sound off on things, they often have, um, they often have large scale impacts. However, that's not always the case. And that depends on the pushback, that depends on whoever. So I think that that is going to actually lead us into some unsolicited advice real quick. You know, unsolicited advice on this show is always going to be related to whatever we're talking about if you haven't figured that out. And I think that my advice is going to go out to everybody in terms of cancel culture and your faves and what to do when your faves get canceled or whatever. And I feel that it is important to continue to align your pockets. Put your damn money where your mouth is. Long story short, I was trying to say it in a diplomatic way. Put your fucking money where your mouth is. You have power. The little pieces of plastic in your wallet, the little pieces of paper in your wallet, they have power. And sure, you may not be able to stop uh, Lana Del Rey's entire bag. But if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. If you don't like it, you don't have to engage with it. If it doesn't align with you, you don't have to engage with it. Because what we know and what we see is that there's always going to be someone to engage with these people to, uh, to prevent them from completely being canceled. But you and yours, you don't have to. You literally don't have to. This is just advice in life. You don't have to do shit you don't want to. But especially when it comes to people who have, who are canceled or people who you have seen have like 
media breakdowns or they have done something publicly, you do not have to support them. You can actively not support them. There are people who I actively will never watch their video. I'll never listen to their music. I'll never give them a damn dollar out of my pocket because my money is my power. I'm not going to give you shit. I'm not going to relinquish any of my power to the people that, to people I don't believe in. And I think as fans, as people who have essentially given people this celebrity platform, we need to have more discernment and in your individual, yes, you can have this discernment, but as fans, we need to have more discernment in general because I'm thinking about um, Doja Cat's fan base, like literally the day, almost the same day or the day right after it was come to find out that Doja Cat um, basically had all the shit that she had going on. The next day I get on Twitter and I see, we're sorry, Doja Cat. And that's trending. Hashtag, we're sorry, Doja Cat. That's trending. What? Which is why I say it's weird. Like y'all be looking and digging into shit and it's so weird. And then you get it wrong and not saying that you got it wrong or anybody got it wrong. And that's why that was trending. But I think that can teach us something. I think that we, as people, as fans, just as consumers of these people and media in general, we need to have more discernment and we need to decide what it is that's going to be our tipping point. I know for me, I'm never going to support a damn racist ever, ever, ever. I'm a black woman. I'm never going to support a fucking racist. I'm never going to support a fucking sexist. I'm never going to support someone who's misogynistic, but also I am someone who, like we mentioned at the very beginning, I'm equity based. I'm social justice based. I'm never going to support a fucking bigot period. And I know that for me, what you need to figure out then for you is what is your limit? What is your non-negotiables? And Stick with them. And I think about this often. I mentioned this in the last episode with talking about Drake and how, you know, the whole things going on with Millie Bobby Brown are like, ooh, Chile. And as much as I love him and as much as I have loved him for a decade since he's been releasing music, bitch, there are certain things I'm not about to let fly. There are certain things I'm not about to give money to because once you put your money in it, uh, once you put your money in it, that means that you're supporting. Whether or not you actually are, you are. Because they're always going to be able to have an opportunity to do this because you then gave them a fucking dollar and now they're one dollar richer. So that is my advice. Um, I think that we all need to have discernment. I think we all need to decide who are we canceling for us as people, as individual, and stand in that. Use current events, of course, but stand in that, use your criteria, and stand in it, period. Remember, you all, that you can ask me for advice and an email to streamthestream at gmail.com, and you and or your situation will be featured on the Stream of Social Consciousness episode. Let your favorite podcasters, favorite podcasts, hosts, give you advice. The fuck? Point blank, period. I don't understand I don't understand. Um, but also remember to follow me, head to my website, oliviajbrown.com and follow me on all of my other social media. In light of recent news, um, there have been multiple instances of Black death in the media right now. And I would like to share resources about what you can be doing to help, what you can do to care for yourself. And I'll be sharing those over my website and my Instagram over the next couple of days. So please follow me and, and stay up to date on that. But remember to take care of yourselves in general, everybody. 
and I will catch you in the next one. Adios.